uh, I think most people in evangelicalism, when they see a squirrel, thinks of Gene Clyde. It's really strange when you think about it. Decidedly Christian, distinctly biblical, and just a little bit nuts. This is Squirrel Chatter. And welcome to the Piney Woods, ladies and gentlemen. I am your squirrel, the host, coming to you from the ARN studios, high atop the tallest tree in the Piney Woods. A very snowy and cold Piney Woods. Uh, looking at the weather app on my phone, it's currently 30 degrees, and there is... Uh, light snow going on outside. I haven't looked out the window, but just judging by the app, there is a 98% chance of snow today. <laughs> I think we're going to have snow. And it's supposed to be snowy all day. Um, high is supposed to be 36, so it is going to get above freezing, so it's going to be a heavy wet snow, and it's probably going to be a wet sloppy mess out there. And unfortunately, I have to drive to Missoula today. So I will be on the road in the snow. So a quick prayer for me would be appreciated. And for everybody else who has to drive for this, especially the, the plow truck drivers and tow truck drivers who, who will be busy in all of this. Um, i got a friend who, uh, who works for the, the power company and... Uh, They've already had a couple of winter storms to deal with and, and uh, repairing lines and all that stuff. So it begins. So please be in prayer for those who work hardest during the winter weathers. Winter weathers. They're plural. There's more than one. All right, um, this is Squirrel Chatter, a podcast dedicated primarily to the public reading of Scripture and secondarily to my thoughts on various topics of the day. It's Monday, so we got a Monday meandering today, and i got a few things I want to discuss. And then we are continuing to read through the entire Bible in the Legacy Standard Bible. We are starting week 45 today. Our scriptures today are Ezekiel 31 through 33 and John chapter 11. So we are just moving our way through the scriptures. And uh, we are on track to, to finish our Bible read-through by the end of the year, which was the goal and actually the whole purpose of the schedule we're using. Um, so we will get to that this morning. And before we do that, I want to remind everybody that Squirrel Chatter is a proud member of the Christian Podcast Community. You can head on over to christianpodcastcommunity.org and check out all the great curated podcasts over there. And if you haven't noticed, I'm feeling a little tired this morning, so I did not want to get out of bed when the alarm went off. And I know that doesn't make sense with the quote-unquote extra hour of sleep we got from the time change over the weekend. But I'll be honest with you, changing the clock messes me up big time. Now, interestingly, I adapt fairly well when I'm traveling. It's 
I don't know, something about just the change of the clock messes me up. And I will be groggy and out of sorts for the next few weeks. And I did not want to wake up this morning. And, but I did. I think it's because I had a you know harder time getting to bed last night. Because it wasn't late enough to be going to bed. But there it is. However it works. Something early enough, late enough. It just it, it messes me up. And I don't like it. I don't like it at all. And it needs to stop. I am a huge proponent of ending daylight savings time. Or going to permanent daylight savings time. I don't care. Pick a time and leave it there. That's all I want. I'll adjust. Pick a time and leave it there. That's all we ask. All right. Let's begin, as is our practice, with the prayer confession from the 1552 Book of Common Prayer. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou them, O God, which confess their faults. Restore thou them that are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. And now our prayer for the reading of the word. Blessed Lord, who hast caused all Holy Scripture to be written for our learning, grant that we may in such wise hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and comfort of thy holy word we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which thou hast given us in our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And now Ezekiel chapter 31. Now it happened in the eleventh year, in the third month, on the first of the month, that the word of Yahweh came to me, saying, Son of man, say to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and to his multitude, to whom do you liken yourself in your greatness? Behold, Assyria was a cedar in Lebanon, with beautiful branches and forest shade, and lofty in height, and its top was among the clouds. The waters made it grow, the deep made it high, with its waters it was going all around its planting place, and sent out its conduits to all the trees of the field. Therefore its height was loftier than all of the trees of the field, and its boughs became many, and its branches long, because of many waters as it spread, out, spread them out. All the birds of the sky nested in its boughs, and under its branches all the beasts of the field gave birth and all the great nations lived under its shade. So it was beautiful in its greatness, in the length of its foliage. For its roots extended to many waters. The cedars in God's garden could not match it. The cypress could not liken themselves with its boughs, and the, ple the plane trees were not like its branches. No tree in God's garden could liken itself with it in its beauty. I made it beautiful with the multitude of its foliage, and all the trees of Eden, which were in the garden of God, were jealous of it. 
Therefore, thus says Lord Yahweh, Because it is lofty in height and has put its top among the clouds, and its heart is high up in its loftiness, therefore I will give it to the hand of a dominant one of the nations. He will thoroughly deal with it. According to its wickedness, I have driven it away. Strangers, ruthless ones of the nations, have cut it down and abandoned it on the mountains, and in all the valleys its foliage have fallen, and its boughs have been taken broken in all the ravines of the land. And all the peoples of the earth have gone down from its shade and abandoned it. On its downfall all the birds of the sky will dwell, and on the beasts of the field will be on its fallen branches, so that all the trees by the waters may not be lofty in their height, nor put their top among the clouds, nor their dominant ones, all the well-watered ones, stand in their loftiness. For they have all been given over to death, to the earth beneath, among the sons of men, with those who go down to the pit. Thus says Lord Yahweh, On the day when it went down to Sheol I caused mourning, I covered it with the deep over it, and held back its rivers, and its many waters were stopped up. And I made Lebanon mourn for it, and all the trees of the field wilted away on account of it. I made the nations quake at the sound of the downfall when I made it go to Sheol with those who go down to the pit, and all the trees of Eden, the choicest and best of Lebanon. All the well-watered ones were comforted in the earth beneath. They also went down with it to Sheol, to those who were slain by the sword, and those who were its strength lived under its shade among the nations. To which among the trees of Eden do you thus liken yourself in glory and greatness? Yet you will be brought down with the trees of Eden to the earth beneath. You will lie in the midst of the uncircumcised with those who were slain by the sword. So is Pharaoh in all his multitude, declares Lord Yahweh. Chapter 32 and it happened in the twelfth year, in the twelfth month, on the first day of the month, that the word of Yahweh came to me, saying, Son of man, take up a lamentation over Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and say to him, You liken yourself to a young lion of the nations, yet you are like the monster in the seas, and you burst forth in your rivers, the muddied water, uh, muddied, uh, and muddied the waters with your feet, and fouled their rivers. Thus says Lord Yahweh, so I will spread my net over you with an assembly of many peoples, and they shall bring you up in my net. I will abandon you on the land. I will hurl you on the open field, and I will cause all the birds of the sky to dwell on you. And I will satisfy the beasts of the whole earth with you. I will put your flesh on the mountains and fill the valleys with your refuse. I will also make the land drink the discharge of your blood as far as the mountains." and the ravines will be full of you. And when I extinguish you, I will cover the heavens and darken their stars. I will cover the sun with a cloud, and the moon will not give its light. All the shining lights in the heavens will darken over you and will give darkness to your land, declares Lord Yahweh. I will also vex the hearts of many people when I bring your destruction among the nations into lands which have, you have not known. I will make many peoples appalled at you, and their kings will be horribly afraid of you, and I brandish my sword before them. And they will tremble every moment, every man for his own life, on the day of your downfall. For thus says Lord Yahweh, 
The sword of the kings of Babylon will come upon you. By the swords of the mighty ones I will cause your multitude to fall. All of them are ruthless ones of the nations. And they will devastate the lofty pride of Egypt, and all its multitude will be destroyed. I will also make all its cattle perish from beside many waters. And the foot of man will not muddy them any more. And the hooves of beasts will not muddy them. Then I will make their waters settle, and I will cause their lives to run like hell. Run like oil, declares Lord Yahweh. When I make the land of Egypt a desolation, and the land is desolate of its fullness, when I strike all those who inhabit it, then they shall know that I am Yahweh. This is a lamentation, and they shall lament over it. The daughters of the nation shall lament over it, over Egypt and over all her multitudes. They shall lament over it, declares Lord Yahweh. Now it happened in the twelfth year, on the fifteenth of the month, that the word of Yahweh came to me, saying, Son of man, wail for the hordes of Egypt and bring it down, her and the daughters of the powerful nations, to the netherworld, to those who go down to the pit. Whom do you surpass in beauty? Go down and make your bed with the uncircumcised. They shall fall in the midst of those who are slain by the sword. She is given over to the sword. They have drawn her and all her multitude away. The dominant among the mighty ones shall speak of him and his helpers from the midst of Sheol. They have gone down. They lie still, the uncircumcised, slain by the sword. Assyria is there in all her assembly. Her graves are round about her. All of them are slain, fallen by the sword, whose graves are put in the remotest parts of the pit. And her assembly is all around about her grave. All of them are slain, fallen by the sword, who put terror in the land of the living. Elam is there in all her multitude all around her grave. All of them slain, fallen by the sword, who went down uncircumcised to the lower parts of the earth who put their terror in the land of the living and bore their dishonor with those who went down to the pit. They have put a bed for her among the slain with all her multitude. Her graves are all around it. All of them are uncircumcised, slain by the sword, although their terror was put in the land of the living. And they bore their dishonor with those who go down to the pit. They were put in the midst of the slain. Meshach, Tubal, and all their multitudes are there. Their graves are all around them. All of them were slain by the sword, uncircumcised, though they put their terror in the land of the living. Nor do they lie beside the fallen mighty ones of the uncircumcised who went down to Sheol with their weapons of war and whose swords were put under their heads. But the punishment for their iniquity rested on their bones, though the terror of those mighty ones was once in the land of the living. But as for you, in the midst of the uncircumcised, you will be broken and lie with those slain by the sword. There also is Edom, its kings, and all its princes. For all who are mighty are put with those who are slain by the sword. They will lie with the uncircumcised and with those who go down to the pit. There also are the chiefs of the north, all of them, and all the Sidonians who, in spite of the terror resulting from their might, in shame went down with the slain. So they lay down uncircumcised with those but slain by the sword, and bore their dishonor with those who go down to the pit. These Pharaoh will see, 
and he will be comforted for all his multitude by the slain of the sword, even Pharaoh and all his mighty force, declares Lord Yahweh. Though I put a terror of him in the land of the living, yet he will be made to lie down among the uncircumcised, along with those slain by the sword, even Pharaoh and all his hordes, declares Lord Yahweh. Chapter 33 And the word of Yahweh came to me, saying, Son of man, speak to the sons of your people and say to them, If I bring a sword upon a land, and the people of the land take one man from among them and make him their watchman, and he sees the sword coming upon the land, and blows on the trumpet and warns the people, then he who hears the sound of the trumpet and does not take warning, and a sword comes and takes him away, his blood will be on his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet, but did not take warning. His blood will be on himself. But had he taken warning, he would have escaped with his life. But if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet, and the people are not warned, and a sword comes and takes a person from them, he is taken away in his iniquity, but his blood I will require from the watchman's hand. Now as for you, son of man, I have given you as a watchman for the house of Israel, so you will hear a word from my mouth and give them warning from me. When I say to the wicked, O wicked man, you will surely die, and you do not speak to warn the wicked from his way, that wicked man shall surely die in his iniquity, but his blood I will require from your hand. But as for you, if you on your part warn a wicked man to turn away from his way, and he does not turn from his way, he will die in his iniquity, but you have delivered your life. Now as for you, son of man, say to the house of Israel, Thus you have spoken, saying, Surely our transgressions and our sins are upon us, and we are rotting away in them. How, can we th how then can we live? Say to them, As I live, declares Lord Yahweh, I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but rather that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn back. Turn back from your evil ways. Why then will you die, O house of Israel? Now as for you, son of man, say to the sons of your people, The righteousness of a righteous man will not deliver him in the day of his transgression. And as for the wickedness of the wicked, he will not stumble because of it in the day when he turns from his wickedness. Whereas a righteous man will not be able to live by his righteousness on the day when he commits sin. When I say to the righteous, he will surely live, and, so, and he so trusts in his righteousness that he does iniquity, none of his righteous deeds will be remembered. But in that same iniquity of which he has done, he will die. But when I say to the wicked, you will surely die, and he turns from his sin and does justice and righteousness, if a wicked man restores a pledge, pays back what he has taken from robbery, walks by the statutes of life without committing iniquity, he shall surely live, he shall not die. None of his sins that he has done will be remembered against him. He has done justice and righteousness. He shall surely live. Yet the sons of your people say, The way of the Lord is not right, when it is their own way that is not right. When the righteous turns from his righteousness and does iniquity, then he shall die in it. But when the wicked turns from his wickedness and does justice and righteousness, he will live by them. Yet you say, The way of the Lord is not right. O house of Israel, I will judge each of you according to his ways. Now it happened, in the twelfth year of our exile, on the fifth of the tenth month, 
that those who escaped from Jerusalem came to me, saying, The city has been struck down. Now the hand of Yahweh had been upon me in the evening, before those who escaped came. And he opened my mouth at the time they came to me in the morning. So my mouth was opened, I was no longer mute. Then the word of Yahweh came to me, saying, Son of man, they who inhabit these waste places in the land of Israel are saying, Abraham was only one, yet he possessed the land. So to us, who are many, the land has been given as a possession. Therefore say to them, Thus says Lord Yahweh, You eat meat with the blood in it, and lift up your eyes to your idols as you shed blood. Should you then possess the land? You stand on account of your sword, you do abominations, and each of you defiles his neighbor's wife. Should you then possess the land? Thus you shall say to them, Thus says Lord Yahweh, As I live, surely those who are in the waste places will fall by the sword, and whoever is in the open field I will give to the beast to be devoured, and those who are in the strongholds and in the caves will die of pestilence. I will make the land a desolation and a desecration, and the lofty pride of her strength will cease, and the mountains of Israel will be desolate, so that no one will pass through. Then they will know that I am Yahweh, when I make the land a desolation and a desecration because of all their abominations which they have done. But as for you, son of man, the sons of your people who talk about you by the walls and in the doorways of the houses speak to one another, each to his brother, saying, Come now and hear what the word is which comes forth from Yahweh. They come to you as people come and sit before you as, pe as my people and hear your words, but they do not do them. For they do the lustful desires expressed by their mouth, and their heart goes after their greedy gain. Behold, you are to them like a lustful song by one who has a beautiful voice and plays well on an instrument. For they hear your words, but they do not do them. So when it comes to pass, behold, it is coming. Then they will know that a prophet has been in their midst. And now John chapter 11. Now a certain man was sick. Lazarus from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. And it was the Mary who anointed the Lord with perfume and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. So the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. But when Jesus heard this, he said, Sickness is not to the, This sickness is not to end in death, but is for the glory of God, so that the Son of Man may be glorified by it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he then stayed two days in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to his disciples, Let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now seeking to stone you, and you are going there again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. He said these things, and after that, he said to them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go so that I may awaken him. The disciples then said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will be saved from his sickness. Now Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought that he was speaking of actual sleep. So Jesus then said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, so that you may believe, but let us go to him, 
Therefore Thomas, who was called Didymus, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go, so that we may die with him. So when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about fifteen stadia away. And many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them about their brother. Martha, therefore, when she heard that Jesus was coming, went to meet him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Martha then said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies, and everyone who lives and believes in me will never die ever. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I have believed that you are the Christ, the Son of God, the one who comes into the world. And when she had said this, she went away and called Mary her sister, saying secretly, The teacher is here and is calling for you. And when she heard this, she got up quickly and was coming to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still in the place where Martha met him. Then the Jews, who were with her in the house and consoling her, when they saw that Mary rose up quickly and went out, they followed her, thinking that she was going to the tomb to cry there. Therefore, when Mary came to where Jesus was, she saw him and fell at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus therefore saw her crying, and the Jews who came with her also crying, he was deeply moved in spirit and was troubled. And he said, Where have you lain them, laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. So the Jews were saying, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind have kept this man also from dying? So Jesus, again being deeply moved within, came to the tomb. Now it was a cave, and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, Remove the stone. Martha, the sister of the deceased, said to him, Lord, by this time he smells, for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they removed the stone. Then Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me, and I know that you always hear me. But because of the crowd standing around, I said this, so that they may believe that you sent me. And when he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And the man who had died came forth, bound hand and foot with wrappings, and his face was wrapped around with a cloth. Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. Therefore many of the Jews who came to Mary saw what he had done and believed in him. But some of them went to the Pharisees and told them, the things which Jesus had done. Therefore the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered the Sanhedrin together and were saying, What are we doing? For this man is doing many signs. If we let him go on like this, all will believe in him, and the Romans will come and take away both our place and our nation. But one of them, Caiaphas, who was high priest that year, said to them, You know nothing at all. 
Nor do you take into account that which is better for you, that one man should die for the, for the people and the whole, than that the whole nation should perish. Now he did not say this from himself, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus was going to die for the nation, and not for the nation only, but in order that he might also gather together into one the children of God who were scattered abroad. So from that day on they planned together to kill him. Therefore, Jesus no longer continued to walk openly among the Jews, but went away from there to the region near the wilderness, to a city called Ephraim, and there he stayed with the disciples. Now the Passover of the Jews was near, and many went up to Jerusalem from the region before the Passover to purify themselves. So they were seeking Jesus and were saying to one another as they stood in the temple, What do you think, that he will not come to the feast at all? Now the chief priests and the Pharaohs had given orders, <laughs> the chief priests and the Pharisees had given orders that if anyone knew where he was, he was to report it so that they might seize him. This is the word of the Lord. Now the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now the collect for grace. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings may be ordered by thy governance to do always that is righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. All right, sorry for the stumbles there. As I said, I'm really kind of out of sorts today. Feeling very groggy this morning. And uh, So it is Monday. I got a few Monday meanderings for you. Um, stayed out late Saturday night. We had a, a night game at Washington Grizzly Stadium for the Montana Grizzlies against the Cal Poly Mustangs. And it was a snow globe game. Um, the snow started about halfway through the mid-quarter, or halfway through the first quarter, and did not let up. And it snowed through the whole game. And uh, I figure we got about between two and three inches at the stadium, judging by what was on the ground outside. It was just a little bit above freezing. So a lot of the snow was melting off, especially as it hit. Um, it had been a sunny day on, on Saturday, and so the the concrete and stuff was warm, the concrete of the stadium, so the snow would hit the concrete and melt. And like I said, it was, it was probably like just above freezing, maybe 33 degrees. So the snow was heavy and wet, but it did stick on the field. And it was coming down heavy. It was coming down to the point where you could not hardly see that the, the field from the... Our, our, our seats are pretty high up. And uh, it, it, 
pretty hard to see from up there with all the snow. It was thick. It was really thick. Um, but it was a fun game. Um, it was really rather one-sided, more so than I had thought it would be. I thought we were going to win, and I thought it would be fairly dominant. I was not expecting 57 to nothing. Um, it was it was pretty impressive. Um, the Grizzlies are, are good this year. They're not great, but they're good. And Cal Poly isn't. And and it it really turned out kind of... I, I, I didn't feel sorry for them until the drive home. That's always my philosophy. Beat them, beat them bad. Feel sorry for them when the game's over. So that was the Snow Globe game on Saturday night. And I think that's still one of the reasons why I'm kind of groggy this morning is we didn't get home until... 11 o'clock or so old time and then by the time we had been home and got ready for bed and everything it was 11 o'clock new time and uh, of course got up yesterday and went to church so it was a late night either either way it works yesterday was church I think I was in bed by nine last night I'm not sure uh, but I'm groggy this morning I did not want to wake up when the alarm went off and uh, so I'll I'll, uh, I'll go make some coffee here when I'm done and try to wake up. Okay, there was kind of a controversy I saw yesterday on Twitter. Um, and no, I'm not talking about Kathy Griffith. Um, Jenna Ellis tweeted a picture from a Trump rally, I think, on Friday. And Trump was is going around campaigning before the midterms for for candidates that he is he has endorsed, and that's a good thing. But at this meeting, the opening prayer for the meeting was made by Kenneth Copeland, and. Jenna Ellis's tweet had the picture of Trump standing behind Copeland while Copeland was praying, and her caption was, Trump is right, we only kneel to God. And she got a lot of flack about that. Because she actually runs in relatively conservative, reformed circles. She recently spoke at G3's regional conference thinking about the Bible with James White and Daryl Harrison and Virgil Walker and Josh Bice and, you know, uh, uh, Steve Lawson. So you, 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 you look at the circles that she's in and then she says something like this. And she was, there were people taking note of it. Um, Megan Basham from Daily Wire tweeted something about it. Others tweeted about it. And so she got quite a bit of flack. And I was thinking, and, and rightfully so, because Kenneth Copeland is a, a rank heretic and a false teacher and uh, and I would not, I, I think he's demonically possessed. 
I just look at his eyes and I, I have never seen a more frightening person. And the fact that he is able to gather to himself so many followers and accrue to himself so much weight, uh, so much wealth, it really is a, a, a shame and a travesty and a sign of God's judgment. Remember, Paul told Timothy that people were going to turn aside from sound teaching and they would accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance with their own desires. Basically, people are going to tell them what they want to hear. What they want to hear and not necessarily the truth and not the truth. And that's what we have with Kenneth, Kenneth Copeland. He is one of the, the ilk of people that preach false doctrine and sadly Trump has a pattern of surrounding himself with these celebrity heretic preachers his, his White House spiritual advisor during his term in office was Paula White um, who is again from the same health, wealth, prosperity, heresy party of false teachers. And, and these are the people that he has surrounded himself with. And I could probably come up with more, more examples, but his spiritual advisors have not been, uh, shall we say, biblical Christians. And this tells me two things. First, his understanding of theology is not sound. And second, he's not a believer. Now, this alone doesn't tell me he's not a believer. His arrogance and his self-centeredness are also prime indicators that he's not a believer. Having said that, I thought he did a great job as president as far as his policies and such. And I voted for him in 2020. If he runs again in 2024, and all indications are that he will, and if he wins the nomination in 2024, I will vote for him. But I say that knowing that he is a crass, egotistical man and not a Christian. And so when I look at, you know, the, the, there was a weird combination. There was a huge support for Trump among charismatics and especially among the health and wealth people. And there were all sorts of prophecies that he was going to win in 2020 and win big. And there were people comparing him to Jesus as our savior and Messiah. Now, if that doesn't raise your hackles is out and out blasphemy, I don't know what does. But you also had, you know, Southern Baptist pastors like Robert Jeffress, First Baptist Dallas, who I also don't think is a Christian. <laughs> I, I look at his church and his messages and everything, and he, see, there's a, there's a, I'm a patriot. 
but my Christianity comes before my patriotism. But there's a large group that has combined their patriotism with their religion. And I'm not talking about the boogeyman of Christian nationalism, uh, which I don't, if it is real at all, it, it, it is guys like Robert Jeffers. It's not the vast majority of Christians. But the, the, the conflation of religion and politics is never a good thing. Now, this doesn't mean that religion doesn't speak to politics. The Bible certainly does, and Christians should. And we should vote, and we should participate in politics. But pol political conservatism is not the sign of religious orthodoxy. There are atheists who are religiously or who are politically conservative. There are, you know, Jews and Buddhists and Muslims and Hindus who are politically conservative. Political conservatism and biblical Christianity are not the same thing. Yet for too many, they have become so. And and so we we pray for President Trump's salvation even as we support his policies. And uh, so I just, I wanted to point that out. And I'm, I'm worried that Jenna Ellis may have placed her biblical discernment below her political expediency. But, I mean, she is not a theologian. She's a lawyer, and she's a political lawyer. And... So she has a tendency, I'm fairly certain, to view the world through a political lens. And that's what she was looking at last night. Um, I'd be interested to ask her directly what her thoughts are on Kenneth Copeland. But I doubt if she would speak to me. Now, I, have, I know people who know her. And, uh, but I don't know if anybody's reached out to her. I hope... I hope Daryl Harrison reaches out to her. I hope Virgil Walker reaches out to her. Um, John MacArthur, one of the lawyers involved in Grace Community Church and their fight against the, the city of Los Angeles and the state of California during the 2020 shutdowns. Uh, a victorious lawyer in that case. And so, you know, John MacArthur knows her. Um, Daryl Harrison knows her, Virgil Walker knows her, Josh Bice knows her, and now James White and, and uh, um, Steve Lawson know her. So I'm hoping somebody reaches out to her privately um, because I would, I, would like, I would like to see her make a correction and maybe be a little bit more... Uh, introspective in her tweets in these regards. All right. And the last thing I want to talk about this morning, Houston won the World Series. It was a good one. Uh, good games. 
It, it was a, it was, they were fairly evenly matched. I mean, it didn't go to a full seven games, but it was still it went six games, and uh, and it was a good, hard-fought World Series between two very good teams. And so, congratulations to the Houston Astros. Um, yeah, it was it was good. Um, now baseball is over for the year. High school basketball is just getting ready to kick off. Um, and that brings me to a programming note for tomorrow. Tomorrow's show will be pre-recorded because I am driving the music department for the high school up to a music festival. And in doing so, it's going to be um, a long day. And we're leaving at 7.30 in the morning which is before the polls open, which is why I voted early. I, uh, I did an absentee ballot this year because I wasn't going to be around during election day because it's going to be a late, it's going to be a long day and a late day. We'll be driving up in the dark. We'll be driving back in the dark. Um, this is a, a great opportunity. The, this is a music festival I've driven for before where... Um, the, there's a lot of small schools in rural Montana with, you know, music, you know, band members of, you know, 10, 12, 15 kids, if that, some, you know, six, eight kids. And so this is a great opportunity where all these different schools come together. They have, they have had the music for a few weeks so that each each band each local school district band has been able to work on the music that they will be playing but there's going to be usually like a college professor conductor uh, or you know well-known area conductor and they will assemble all of these small high school bands together into one full band of a couple of hundred members. And they will rehearse all day. And, you know, they're all supposed to know the music, but this is this will get them tightened up, get the music tightened up. And then tomorrow evening there will be a concert. And then we'll come back after the concert. So I've got a full day tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to be off and about, so I will be pre-recording tomorrow's show a little bit later this morning or this afternoon when I get back from from uh, Missoula. So that's my plan for today. That's why tomorrow is going to be a pre-recorded episode, but tomorrow is also election day, so I want to remind everyone, stop electing Democrats, stop electing rhinos. Vote conservative. Vote true conservative. And with that, I'll let you go. Remember to do the things you ought to do. Don't do the things you ought not do. And whatever you do, do it for the glory of the Lord. We'll see you again here tomorrow for another episode of Scroll Chatter. Take care. God bless. Squirrel Chatter is recorded in front of a live studio hamster.